0: well happy easter let's try that um, let's try that easter response i say christ is risen and you say he's risen indeed is that okay now, i know it's not normal in these circles but it's a good thing christ is risen he is risen indeed amen Today, we're going to have an all age sermon. Now, what that means is this that all of us are going to engage with God's Word and come to some fresh understandings, some fresh knowledge, some fresh revelation. Certainly, with an all age sermon, it's very important that the adults do not disengage because. This is part of our life together, one of our most important values, Mm. and that is that we are all disciples, we're all needing the Holy Spirit to lead us in our discipleship, we need the scriptures to inform our understanding of discipleship, and we need each other. And so adults, you need to be listening for the ways in which your children and the children that you have influence over need to hear these facts of the resurrection, the evidence, the verification for the resurrection, and learn how to share these things in a way that builds the faith of the young ones. Amen? Amen. So without much further ado, I need to um, just kind of get my stuff out here. I, obviously, I need a Bible um, I, 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 th- I think I need a deerstalker hat. Um, though I never really use these things, I think I'll try one of these today. And, uh, and my uh, my voice may become a little bit posher as an Englishman. And, uh, if it goes in a slightly John Cleese direction, then you'll have to, uh, you'll have to forgive me that a little bit, Okay. Uh, but I'll probably need one of these as well. And I'll probably need, um, I think you call them over here in our American cousins. I need a sidekick. So um, I think uh, jolly old Dr. Watson's going to come up and help me. Give him a round of applause. OK, then. Sir, so, oh there. Good day to you, sir. Very good, yes, very good, very good. I'm just going to keep this in here for a little while. And um, uh, let's just have a check at this, uh, this evidence that we have here. It seems as though this document is the most verified, substantial, historical document in all of human history. If you were to, say, compare it with the, uh, the journals of Julius Caesar... You'd have to say that this is more verifiable than that because Julius Caesar's was translated and made public 900 years after the events. This, within the same lifetime of the people who saw it happen. And so we have here a document that is without rival in all of history. And I've heard that um, that the young detectives and the young um, investigators have a way of helping us to verify the, um, verify the resurrection. Isn't that right, Watson? Right, I do believe that is correct, sir, yes. Yes, yes. So, um, so uh, where is the... Um, uh, is there a Miss Erin around? Oh, there she is awesome. over there. Yeah, very good. Now, Miss Erin, have you got some young detectives and investigators for us to help us verify the resurrection? We do. We have found six detectives. Six. Yes. So we are going to start out here. Can you tell us your name? Caleb
1: Neha. Yeah. Great. Caleb. You go ahead and stand up and ask the question that you have for our investigators.
0: Was Jesus really dead? Hmm. Well, Watson, you're the medical man.
1: Indeed, today I am the medical man. <laughs> <laughs> I am as... More convinced that Jesus actually was dead, more convinced that I'm able to keep up this
0: accent. (laughs) (laughs) But it's a very good accent, no chap. We'll we'll, we'll see how it goes. goes,
1: Indubitably, yes. There is the proposition by some that indeed Jesus merely fainted upon his crucifixion Hmm. and later appeared to his disciples after simply recovering, if you will. Mm. More Mm -hmm. of a resuscitation. Mm -hmm. Yes, Mm yes. Mm -hmm. But as a medical expert, and consulting other medical experts, yeah, huh. mm-hmm. this just seems altogether very unlikely. Mm. The, mm. The, the severity of what Jesus had gone through up until the moment of the cross, yeah. the, the severe beatings he had received certainly mm-hmm. would have put him in what we call today, hypovolemic shock. Hypovolemic shock, yes, yes, that's, that's right, a yes. big word for the young people, but yes, I'm, yes. Sure, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, yes, I'm sure you could take mm-hmm. it. And this shock would have simply made his heart Racing the whole time he was experiencing what he was experiencing, and it's yeah. very interesting. Mm-hmm. In the Gospel of John, he says something very interesting that the, the Jews wanted to speed up the whole process of yeah, huh. the, the, the death because the Sabbath was approaching, mm-hmm. of course. Mm-hmm. And so they, they chose to break the legs of those who were on the cross mm. so that they could not relieved themselves, putting, pushing on their legs for air, so they broke the legs mm. of the robbers ne- next terrible. to Jesus. Terrible, terrible, thing. Yeah. A very, very terrible yeah, yeah. thing, indeed. Mm-hmm. But when they came to Jesus, they didn't bother to break his legs because they saw he, he was, was already, already dead. Already, dead. already yes. dead. And these are Roman executioners. Yes, of course, elementary. Knew, elementary. Elementary, elementary, yeah, indeed. Roman executioners <laughs> knew yes. what dead yes. bodies of were course, like. Of course. And indeed, if they failed... They themselves, they themselves would, would be executed. executed. <laughs> yes, that's right. So they were going to make mm-hmm. sure he's, he was not just dead, but dead, dead. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now.
0: that's very good. Yeah, that's but very good. You, God, you can't imagine a professional soldier, absolutely not, no. kind of mistaking someone for being dead if they're alive. Oh, as a soldier myself, I know it's, it's, Im- it's what I'm it's, saying. It's a mistake. Doctor and a soldier. I you mean, you doctor
1: and a soldier. You're yes. the perfect man to answer that question. Indeed, I am. Yes. Now. Well, but one more thing, oh, one, no, okay, thing. Okay, one more sorry, thing, one more thing, The Gospel of John tells us yeah. that just, just to make sure, just to make absolutely sure, mm-hmm. they plunged the spear into the side of Jesus. Oh, yeah,
0: it's horrible. And John yeah.
1: bothers to point out that both blood and water yes. came out of the side of Jesus. Separating. Now, John, not quite having the science of the day that we right. have today, uh-huh. We understand that when someone goes into something like a hypo, hypovolemic shock or mm-hmm. some sort of congestive heart failure, mm. sacks of w- blood and water form around the, the heart mm. and the lungs. Mm. And let, let's just say, when that explodes, when blood and water comes out, it's not likely someone
0: will survive. Yes. That yes. Thank you for being quite so graphic for the children there. <laughs> yes. Now, if anybody's fainting, man, if anybody's fainting we do have some people around with water. Um, <laughs> May, may I point out one more thing? Oh, sir? okay. I, I know right. we're trying yes, to keep no, our no, time. It's very good. I know no, we're trying good, to keep Good, our time. yes, good, yes, 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 yes. Well,
1: think about this not, not only from a medical perspective, mm. but imagine that Jesus merely did fate. Yeah. And he was able somehow to wriggle out of 70 pounds of clothes and spices. Yes. And then push, somehow, miraculously, a couple of thousand pound stone away yes. from the tomb. That
0: would be miraculous.
1: And then yes. appear to his disciples yes. and say, Tada. Yes. I I I think they would have recognized whether or not he was miraculously resurrected or yeah. merely in the bad shape that he was. Yes, indeed.
0: Merely fake. Very good. Does that answer your question, Very young man?
1: Very good. Thank Very you, good. Indeed, Caleb. What a sharp What a yep. sharp young Very man. Very good you are. question indeed. there, young man. Yes, indeed.
0: Now, I believe there's another investigator somewhere and Miss Tiffany has, uh, has found this particular person. Go ahead.
1: I have. Can you tell us your name? Bella Osborne.
0: All right. And what is your question, Bella?
1: Did the Roman soldiers steal Jesus' body? What an intelligent and articulate young lady we
0: have there, sir. Yes, I was going to remark on that. I wondered whether you uh, had any insight on that one. Yes, a very, Um, very very attractive young lady, indeed. Yes,
1: uh, must have a handsome
0: father. Yes, (laughs) yes. Or I was going to speak about the mother more than the father. You are probably indeed a yes, 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 course, yes. Yes. Yes, So, um, so uh, now, just uh, I, I have a feeling that these are questions that would revolve around the stealing of the body. Are there other oh, questions yeah. like that that we have in the, uh, in, in the audience there? Uh, Miss Erin, have you got another one? By any, or, I do oh, back no, Miss Hunter. You there stand up and
1: tell me your name? My name is Chloe.
0: Okay, what's your question?
1: Were the Jewish leaders responsible for the empty tube?
0: Okay. Oh, we're getting somewhere. I so, um, yes. so... Did the Roman soldiers steal the body? Were the Jewish authorities responsible for the body not being there, which pretty much amounts to the same thing? And was there another question of that kind?
1: Yes, there's one more question about the body. So we're going to come
0: way over here to
1: Blake.
0: (laughs) To Blake. Okay, Blake.
1: Did the disciples steal the body of Jesus? Okay, oh, that's I see, one, yes. Big, yes, yes. So
0: yes, it's yes. A, it's, the theme is, is theft, yes. clearly. And yes. being an investigator, I'm quite a specialist on theft. And, um, well, you'd have to think about the reasons why the Roman authorities, why the Jewish authorities, and why the disciples might be tempted to steal the body. It comes down to motive, doesn't it? It comes down to it's motive. Motive, elementary, my dear ah, Watson. Yes. Of course, well, I've, I've learned now, from the best. Now, thank you. Um, now, if it were the Romans, the motive would be that they wanted to dispel any rumours of this messianic figure that's causing such a rumpus in Jerusalem. They wanted to make sure that that. Um, that that rumour was not able to be promulgated, I believe the word is, and propagated Watson. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so they remove the body, and then uh, there's a problem there, isn't there? I think believe it's so. I think that the problem is, is that they didn't produce the body afterwards. You see, if you're going to steal a body to stop a rumour from spreading, the only way that you can stop the rumour from spreading is to produce the body you stole. Do you see what I mean? Elementary. (laughs) Elementary. So you see, the Romans could not have stolen the body because it's hard to lose a body. And they certainly didn't produce a body. Now the Jewish authorities, of course, They wanted, not for civil reasons of unrest, but for spiritual and theological reasons of their own authority amongst the Jewish people, not to be in any way challenged. Jesus obviously was challenging their authority. And by removing his body, the motive would be that they could dispel all of the teaching about the resurrection and maintain their authority, Watson. Yes? Yes, yes, indeed. And then they would, gosh, we've got the same problem again, haven't we? The same problem is that they did not produce the body. You see, if you're going to try to establish the authority of the Jewish leadership by stealing the body of Jesus, all you have to do is to produce the body and the argument's over. What was the third one? Did the disciples Ah, yes. steal the Did body? Did the disciples steal the body? Now, that would mean that there would be a conspiracy of some kind, Watson. I do believe so, yes. And the conspiracy would need to be watertight mm-hmm. for at least a generation, and then, if anybody knew of the contents of the conspiracy, for many hundreds of years afterwards. Mm-hmm. Seems, seems a little unlikely, i say. Seems unlikely indeed. Yes, a bit unlikely. Given that... Given that, the disciples were killed by the Roman authorities and the Jewish authorities for propagating the conspiracy. How about that? It's one thing to steal the body. It's another thing to die for it. Who's going to die for that kind of conspiracy? And so many of them died. So you see, if you were in a court of law in this land, and you had this document, and you had that kind of verification, you would be pushed to the conclusion, if you were a member of the jury, that the only valid explanation for the disappearance of the body of Jesus is that the claims of his disciples may well be true. What about another question? Is there another question to kind of conclude things for us?
1: Yeah, we have another one. And tell us your name, sir.
0: DJ. All
1: right, DJ, what's your question?
0: Were the disciples imagining that they saw the body of Jesus? Hmm, good. Hallucination theory,
1: I believe. Hallucination theory, Yes, Yes, I think so, yes, yes, yes. I'm I'm, I'm likely to take this one. Oh, you you should. I mean, again, medical kind of area, Yes. yes. Well, as you see, this goes along. So we have... Two lines of what we've seen so far, both the empty tomb and the fact that Jesus appeared to his followers afterwards. After it says mm-hmm. in 1 Corinthians mm-hmm. 15, mm-hmm. Jesus appeared to the 12, to Peter, to James, and even to Paul. And then to what? 500. And then to 500, 500 at one time. 500 yeah, right, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Paul was challenging. Most of these are still alive. You can mm-hmm. go and speak with them, mm-hmm. yes. The empty tomb and the appearances, they go together because... The empty tomb by itself would have not made the disciples conclude resurrection. They would yes. have been very confused by it, mm. but theologically, they were not expecting one man to rise in the middle of history. This yes, would have yes, gone yes. against every mm. understanding they had. But in addition to that, the appearances by themselves without an empty tomb, if the body's still there, obviously you don't have a case of resurrection of if someone is no, hallucinating. No, no. But that we have both an empty tomb and the appearances of Jesus make resurrection more likely. Now with his hallucinations, psychologists today that group hallucinations aren't really a thing. Not really common no, 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 at no. all. No. But not only that, we saw Jesus, they, they saw Jesus on a number of occasions, not just once. They had very physical interactions with him. Yes. They shared meals with him. They touched him, not the things that are characteristic of, as you say, hallucinations.
0: Well, and and the thing about it is, of course, a hallucination in a group of people would be one person and then everybody else being hysterical about it. Yes. So a vision of, I don't know, angels or some kind of celestial being, and then everybody else gets into a frenzy. But then generally, when they're investigated afterwards and you ask the people who are kind of hysterical, they've not seen anything. That's right. Yes. See. And yes. people in the ancient
1: world had language for dreams and visions yes, and did. of recently deceased loved
0: ones. Yes. Resurrection is not language they would. That's have right. Uh huh. Very good. Yeah. So I think we're getting there, aren't we? I think Watson. we're getting very yes, close. Yes. I think we're getting close. You see, the evidence gets stronger and stronger the more the questions you ask. That's right. It has
1: a bit of this cumulative effect. It does, oh. rather. Do you yes. know cumulative, children? The, the word cumulative.
0: Can you yes. say cumulative? Cumulative, that's right. You've got to say it with an English accent. If you could say cumulative. Cumulative. Maybe the adults could try it. Cumulative. Very good. I like it. Very nice. Very good. It's an intelligent crowd we have. Yes, there's hope for our. uh for our cousins over the seas not, not too, not too yes bad. there yes, is so hope Those yes. across the pond indeed now, yes uh, was there another question or are we just about done do you think
1: we have one more way oh. to the left over this way where keep, is that you your right okay uh, there, there we are ah, okay, very good yes music
0: and what's your question
1: were the disciples lying about the resurrection
0: did the disciples lie about the resurrection well We've dealt with that a little bit, with the stealing of the body. Did the disciples steal the body? No, because obviously they would, of course, have to hold down that lie for all of their life. And this is the thing. In the history of lies and conspiracies amongst group of people, there's never been an occasion where everybody keeps the same story. There's never an example in all of human history where a lie by a group of people is maintained by the group of people all the way through, especially under threat of death. There's always someone gonna crack, and the person that cracks dispels, dispels the, the deception immediately. Indeed, with that, Sherlock, once again,
1: the word is motive. 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 What motive? What motive? No power, no money.
0: No motive. No motive. No motive, Watson. So... I don't think I'll use this again. I do. Set fire to things. It should be fun. I hope the children didn't hear that. (laughs) So, what are we saying then? We're saying that any fair-minded person looking at the evidence for the resurrection would have to come to the conclusion that, that what we have here are facts that can only and inexorably point in a single direction. Morrison a man who wanted to dispute disprove Christianity by examining the evidence for the resurrection spent years looking into every detail all of the things that we've spoken about here today and many other and wrote a famous book called Who Moved the Stone midway through his research he was so compelled by the evidence so convinced by the resurrection that he became a Christian a person that was an absolute, clear, cynical atheist at the beginning, now had become a solid believer in Jesus Christ. You see, the resurrection is the single most important miracle attested in history. And it's not only important so that it supports our faith, that is important, And Chad will speak about that in a moment. But it's important because it validates and verifies the ministry of Jesus. If Jesus rose from the dead and all of the evidence points in that direction, any fair-minded jury today would have to pass the verdict that the eyewitness accounts are not only verifiable but they're absolutely valid in their expression and in their tone. Not only is it important to say that, but this is the key. Because Jesus rose from the dead, everything that Jesus said is validated. Just think about it for a moment. Jesus is teaching his disciples and the culmination of his teaching is that he will die for the sins of the world and rise again to demonstrate that that transaction has taken place, that the sins of the world have been buried in the grave and that new life is possible and that that new life of freedom and forgiveness is demonstrated by Jesus coming alive again. That verification Is validation for the entirety of the ministry of Jesus, who said this I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and everything that he says in that statement and all other statements is validated by the evidence for the resurrection. Chat with you.
1: So, we've seen the evidence that Jesus is indeed resurrection, but what does it mean? And, and why does it matter? It matters because his resurrection is the basis in which we believe in our future resurrection. Not merely that we become disembodied souls floating on clouds playing harps, but we will be resurrected beings on a restored and renewed creation. It says, C.S. Lewis said that Christianity, if true, is of utmost importance. If it's not true, it's of no importance at all. One thing it cannot be is of moderate importance. So it's either important or it's not. And so the resurrection either happened or it didn't. And if what we have argued for today is compelling, then it happened, then Christianity is of utmost importance. Resurrection is also the, it's the basis of our future hope. And our expectation for the future determines how we are experiencing the present.
0: With those thoughts in mind, let's turn to prayer and prepare ourselves for our final time of worship. Let's pray. And let's stand to pray. Lord, we thank you that you died for us to pay the penalty for our sin, to set us free from its power, and to loose us from the grip of death. Lord Jesus, thank you that you did all of that on the cross. But thank you, Lord, that you took our sin into hell. And thank you, Lord, that there you proclaimed to the spirits in prison the good news that life, life resurrected, was available. And thank you, Lord Jesus, that on the third day you rose from the dead. And in rising from the dead, you were the first fruits of our resurrection. And thank you, Lord, that in rising from the dead, you released upon us the spirit of life to give life to our mortal bodies and to give us life eternal. And thank you, Lord, that this day, we can celebrate your death, your resurrection, the sending of your spirit, and your coming again in glory. Lord, we look forward to that day And we pray, Lord, for young and old, in-house and online, that the facts of the resurrection would establish the faith of their hearts. And we pray, Jesus, in your name and all God's people say, Amen. And Amen.